Good morning. Welcome to worship here at St. John's in our first ever online worship experience. My name is Pastor Tom, and it is a privilege to be worshiping with you this morning. If it's your first time worshiping with us, it's all of our first times worshiping this way. Uh, but if you're new to St. John's, we'd love to know that you're with us. If you would be willing, fill out one of the Connect cards. There's a link to that in the description section of this video or the comments, depending on how you're watching it. And if you fill that out, let us know that you're tuning in with us this weekend. We will send you a note and just thank you for worshiping with us this weekend. Um, more important than that, if you have any questions, um, we can answer those that way too. Or if you have any prayer requests, our prayer team is never closed. And it would be our honor to pray for you and whatever needs you may have. Um, now for the worship portion of our service time this morning, I'm so grateful to be coming to you with Lisa Falcon, our contemporary worship leader. Um, she's flying solo this morning, and we're hoping to pull together what we need to have the full team together with you starting next week. Um, but we're really grateful that Lisa's here, and um, as well as Pammy Searles and Bill Falcon on the technology side of things uh, to make this all happen for us this morning. As we've said in our emails, all of our in-person programming is canceled and postponed until further notice. Our worship services will be offered this way every single week for the foreseeable future. So just watch us on social media and make sure to check your email and we'll keep you posted. Last but not least, we don't pass the plate for the offering when we're in worship in person. It's an act of worship, so we always have a basin. And this week, we have the option of online giving. We always have that option. Many of you already use it. But if you are feeling led by God to support what he is calling us to do as a church family, especially during this season, we would encourage you to click the link in the comments section or the description and worship that way as you give to the Lord. But for right now, we're going to turn it over to Lisa as we begin with a moment of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we are just so grateful to be in your presence. Wherever that presence may be, Father, in our homes, we are together, Father, and we are praising your name. We're raising our eyes and our hearts to you. We are so grateful that you are, you are our cornerstone. You are the solid rock that we get to stand on when things in this world become very difficult and fearful. Yet, Lord, fear is not something that you have in your name, Lord. You're, you are powerful, you are great, and you are mighty. And there is nothing that can come between you and the will that you have for our lives. So, Father, as we worship together today, may you just be so present, present in our hearts, and allow us to hear exactly what it is that you want to share with us today. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for always being with us. And we ask this in your name. Amen. Oh, soul, are you weary and troubled? No lie in the darkness you see. There's a light for a look at the Savior. 
All right, well, if you have a Bible, would you open it up with me and join me in Mark chapter 4? We're going to begin at verse 39. If you have the Bible app on your phone, your iPad, you can do it that way too. Uh, while you're looking that up, I want to just start with a story. A number of years ago, I, I preached a sermon on, on Psalm 46. And, and you may not know that by heart, but you probably know verse 10. It goes, be still and know that I am God. And I shared a story that I read from another author about that verse. And, and he tells it about the British Navy, that whenever they would come across any kind of disaster at sea, they see something is looming, they have this thing that they do first. It's a signal called the still. 
Now, the still is a special signal that tells everybody on board that they need to stop and be silent before they act, before they do anything in response. And the author says that the still is, is in contrast to what we normally do, and, and it goes by this, this funny rhyme, when in danger, when in doubt, Run in circles, scream and shout. And the author says this is not advice. It's just what we do. It's what happens when we're in the midst of fear and confusion and danger and doubt. And it's most certainly what's happening right now in our world today, specifically in many of our communities, as we are trying to just figure out the events that have been taking place surrounding COVID-19 or coronavirus as it is unfolded. And so as your pastor, I feel led to just just begin by calling for the still. Can I do that? Let's call for the still this morning. Let's just take a pause and take a deep breath. Now the reason the British Navy calls for the still is, is not to ignore the seriousness of a situation, but the reason is because it prevents the screaming and shouting that comes from our fears inevitably, and of course also the choices that we often make as a result. And, and I don't know about you, but, but I can't think of too many good examples of choices that I've made when I was running in circles and screaming and shouting, but I can give you several examples of questionable choices that I've made. For example, I bought a bunch of toilet paper this week. Now, how many of you are... Are with me on that. Uh, I, a lot of us have been laughing about things like that, and, and I feel like a lot of people around me have, have made those kind of funny comments. And then I went to the store to buy the toilet paper, and I found that it was all gone. And I thought, well, if everybody's joking, then who's buying all the toilet paper? And, and that made me think, and I thought, you know, I'll bet most people are probably a lot like me. On one hand, we don't want to make this into something bigger than it has to be or than it is. But on the other hand, we think to ourselves, you know, I better have enough toilet paper just in case. I've got to be ready. And, and what this does is it really speaks to us, and, and, and it shows us what, what is it that we put our trust in in situations that we just don't know what's going to happen. And, and I believe that, that being still for a few moments as we gather together this way in worship and open up God's word is, is an opportunity for God to allow us to, to see what those things are so that maybe we won't trust these things anymore. We can let that go and instead trust in Jesus. And, and that's what the disciples learned in the reading that I'm going to read to you this morning. Just like you and me, they, they had a lot of lessons to learn. And in this particular case, it was going to take a a gigantic storm to teach them what Jesus wanted them to learn. Now, today's reading is is at the end of chapter 4. We started at the beginning of chapter 4 last week, and we're in our series, Serve, as we go through the Gospel of Mark and lead us to Easter. Um, Serve is based on what Jesus said in Mark 10.45 when he said, Even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Jesus is about to serve the disciples in this particular part of the story in more ways than one. Now, you don't know the context. They're coming off of a season of Jesus teaching several parables. He's been teaching to crowds of people. He's been performing healing miracles and all sorts of things. And so he's tired. 
And he tells the disciples, we need to go across the Sea of Galilee. Now, some of the disciples were fishermen, and so they grabbed a boat and decided to go that way. And they got on the boat, and they got off onto the sea, and a mighty storm came. And that's where we begin in verse 37. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves were breaking into the boat, so that the boat was already filling. Now, you can read that, like, neutrally, but if you really think about being in that situation, that's, that's terrifying. And if you remember from our first week, we learned that the Sea of Galilee is seven miles long by 13 miles wide. And in this particular basin where the disciples are traveling with Jesus, there is this, this whole um, surrounding of mountains that creates unique weather situations where, where storms can just pop up out of nowhere. Now, we don't often experience that in the Midwest, but if you go to places like Florida, you can be driving down the road and it's, it's really sunny one minute, and then bam, you got this downpour, and five minutes later, it's sunny again. Well, that could happen too, which means that a storm isn't something that the disciples wouldn't have been prepared for. And yet just because you're prepared doesn't necessarily mean that things don't scare you, right? And I don't know about you, but that's kind of how I feel about this whole pandemic. When we look at the figures and we listen to the news and, and a lot of it is still so unknown, we, we feel confused, we can feel afraid, and, and it's like looking out into an abyss of an endless sea. And so, so naturally the question is, for many of us, myself included, where's God? Like, where's God? And and in the story that we're reading here in the Gospel of Mark, God's taking a nap. <laughs> He's sleeping in the ship. Verse 38, Jesus was in the stern, asleep on a cushion. Doesn't that sound comfy? And they woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care that we're about to die? Now, be honest. Do you ever feel that way? You ever feel that way where, where it feels like you're the one out on the boat and the storm is raging and the water is pouring in and God is asleep? You ever, you ever use this phrase? It's kind of going off on a tangent, but it'll, it'll come back and make sense. Just, just bear with me. You ever use this phrase, I'm so good at something, I could do it in my sleep? You ever say that? I'm so good at blank, I could do it in my sleep. I, I'm so good at eating pizza, I could do it in my sleep. My wife, Alyssa, will tell you I probably have eaten pizza in my sleep. I wonder what God is capable of doing in his sleep. And I wonder that because I can see what he's capable of doing when he's awake. Look, they wake him up. Verse 39, Jesus woke up and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, peace, be still. And the wind ceased and there was great calm. And Jesus said to the disciples, why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? And they were filled with great fear and said to one another, who then is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? Who do we trust? Who do we trust? Because see, the storms in this life have a way of bringing the real answer to the surface. Now one commentator I read about this passage this week, he said it was almost ironic that the Jewish carpenter who may have had very little experience out on the sea was the one that was calm and asleep, while the experienced fishermen were the ones who knew the potential for the storm, and yet they were the ones that were terrified. Now, can we relate? I think we can. With all the news and the social media going around, we know so much today about so many things happening around the world, but don't miss this point. Knowing something doesn't always bring peace. This week has been 
a whirlwind of knowledge. And I, I feel like every five minutes things are changing. New statements are being made. Decisions about schools and institutions are closing. My, my wife, Alyssa, she's a, a registered nurse, and she's been serving at our kids' school. And so she's been talking to the Department of Health and other school nurses and reading CDC guidelines and all of this stuff. And, and then I'm over here, and I'm reading the news, and I'm talking to other pastors, and I'm listening to health experts and talking to people in our church that know more about this stuff than I do. We've got so much information that's coming at us that, that by Thursday night, and I'm just going to be honest, I was overwhelmed. I was overwhelmed. The information was not bringing peace. It was bringing chaos to my heart, to my mind, to my blood pressure. Now, there is a place for information, and I, I don't want to miss this point. Information is good. We make wise decisions based on good information, and I, I sincerely believe, and, and I want to say this, I sincerely believe that our leaders, that our leaders in our community and in our country are making wise choices based on the best information that they have. I really believe that. But like the disciples, when the storm comes, no matter how much you know, no matter how prepared you are, you could still be afraid. You could still be overwhelmed. You could still be exhausted. And so, so what did the disciples do? Well, they did the very same thing that we need to do. It sounds simple, but it can be really hard. They turned to Jesus. They turned to Jesus after they listened to his teaching earlier that day and they watched him perform miracles. There was this little instinct in their souls that whispered to their hearts, wake up the rabbi. Wake up the rabbi. There was this intuition inside of them that suggested maybe he can help. And, and, and friends, I don't know why you're logged in this morning, but I believe that that's the real reason that you're here. I believe that's the real reason that we're all here this morning worshiping together, even though we can't be in the same room. It's because we believe the same thing is true. See, St. John's Church doesn't have new information for you this morning. We're not a news outlet. We're not your first source of the latest guidelines for this or for that. But we do know the source of peace. He's a prince. We know the wellspring of water that will never leave you thirsty. We know the one who controls the wind and the waves. These disciples called out Jesus, but they had no clue what was about to happen. They had no clue how incredible his response would be, that he would wake up, and with just his words, he would say, peace, and be still. I mean, just, just think about this for a minute. Just think about the fact that that actually happened. It was snowing yesterday, and I tried to say, peace, be still, and guess what happened? The snow kept falling. I can't do that. Can you imagine being in the presence of such power that just by a word, the weather would change? And that's exactly what Jesus did, and it was actually terrifying. These disciples said, who is this guy? And they became more afraid. And I was reading that, and I thought, well, wait a minute. Isn't that the opposite of what they would have wanted from Jesus? But it's not. It's actually the exact thing Jesus wanted them to learn because fear is exactly what they needed in the storm because Proverbs 9.10 says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The reason that Jesus was teaching them to be afraid was that they needed to shift their fear in the storm to instead having a fear of God. Fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. And so we're calling the still this morning, friends. 
We're calling the still in this moment so that we can turn and fear the Lord. And I don't mean fear the Lord in the sense of running away like he's going to hurt us, but a fear in God that God is so powerful, that God is so mighty, that his voice can stop the rain and the wind. And and that fear gives us comfort because we know that that God loves us and promises to be with us. And he is every bit as much in control today as he has ever been and ever will be. And because we know this, not only can we trust him, but we can put our faith and trust in him, and we can look beyond the storm and see that on the horizon is hope. And because we're people of hope, we can live in that hope even in the midst of the unknown. I spoke with our uh, missionary to Kenya, Holly Okoth, on Friday on the phone, and um, she told me COVID-19 has begun to affect people there too. And so, so I asked her, I said, I said, are people buying all the toilet paper in Kenya too? <laughs> And she, she laughed. She said, no, but I can see on Facebook that's what you guys are doing. And, um, and then she told me, she said, seriously, a lot of the people that they serve and a lot of the people that live in their neighborhood live day to day. And so they don't have money to go to the store and stock up on anything. But she told me, she said, the one thing that people do seem to be scrounging up what little money they have to buy is these, these tiny little containers of hand sanitizer, you know, like the pocket ones. But she said in Kenya, a lot of times these containers are all that they can afford, and it's not even the kind of hand sanitizer that we buy that has enough alcohol content to actually kill anything. So it doesn't actually do anything. And I thought to myself, I thought how sad that people in Kenya are putting their faith in a pocket-sized bottle of watered-down hand sanitizer. But then I thought about what we're putting our faith in. And so how do we respond? As people who are called not to live in fear, but to live by faith through love, how do we respond? It's simple. Wake up the rabbi. Wake up the rabbi. And there's, there's a couple of ways we can do that. First of all, don't forget that Jesus is every bit as in control today as he ever was and as he ever will be. Don't forget that any information is not going to bring you peace. The only thing that brings us peace is the presence of Jesus, and Jesus is everywhere. The promise through his spirit is that he is with you right now in your living room, at your kitchen table, in your car, wherever you might be. And so with God's presence with you, And with the understanding that it's his presence that brings peace, not just information. What can we do in this time to pray more as a family? Because I don't know about you, but my family, we've got a little bit more time on our hands with the kids home from school and things like that. What if you worship together? What if you read the Bible app devotional that we're doing together? We got like 50 people on there. What if we invited more and had 100 or 200 or more that we're reading God's word every single day and seeing the many ways that Jesus can bring us peace? We have Right Now Media as a church. If you don't know what that is, it's something that our church pays for as a gift to you. And we would love for you to invite anyone to use it. You can go on our website. Uh, That link is in the comment section as well. And it's the Netflix of Bible studies. Thousands of Bible studies, kids uh, material, things that you can use to grow in your faith during this particular season. It's, It's a reminder and it's an intention that we learn that our limitations can be God's blessings if we choose to allow them to be. It's what the Sabbath is. God rested on the seventh day. He told us to rest as well. 
And when we have seasons of rest, when things slow down, we learn that God wants to bless us and refill us and recharge us in those moments. And so that's one way we can wake up the rabbi. The second way is that once we find our peace in Jesus, once we start there, it can then release us, because we're not afraid anymore, to go and do what he did to serve others. Jesus said, I didn't come to be served, but I came to serve and to give my life as a ransom for many. And I'm reminded of Martin Luther. Martin Luther is the forefather of, of our flavor of the Christian faith. He lived 500 years ago, and it was during the Black Plague in Germany. And he had some advice to other pastors, and it was very simple. I'll summarize it. He said, take your medicine, wash your hands, don't spread germs, listen to our leaders when they tell you what's best, and then go out and serve others. Go out and serve others. He said, if my neighbor needs me, however, I shall not avoid place or person, but I will go. And so that's what I want to leave us with this morning. How is God calling you and me to go and serve others? Do you, do you have a six-month supply of toilet paper in your basement? Let me challenge you. Would you maybe go and give some of that toilet paper away to somebody who doesn't have any? Do you, do you know someone who is elderly, maybe a family member, a, a neighbor, a friend, somebody with maybe a serious health condition, somebody without transportation? Can you call them? Can you ask if they need you to go out and shop for them, maybe bring something to them? Maybe not even go shopping, but give to them out of the excess that you have. You know somebody who's living paycheck to paycheck. There's so many people being disrupted right now. Maybe hourly workers that aren't going to get a paycheck at all because their jobs have shut down and yet they have a family to feed. They're going to struggle to make ends meet. Would you be willing to, to give them money so that they could pay for their rent? Maybe bring them food so that they wouldn't go hungry. Maybe go buy diapers for their children. As I said in the email that I sent to our church Friday night, we're praying about these things as a church. We're praying about those things more than we're praying for our own safety. And to that end, I want you to be part of the answer, part of the way God answers that prayer. In the description, the last link I'm going to call your attention to is a very simple questionnaire, and it's going to ask you two questions. Uh, the first one is this, what do I need? If you're someone who's in physical need, or you know someone who has some kind of physical need, let us know. There's, there's no guarantees, but, but if, if we have something that we can give to them, we want to know what those needs are so that we can pray through the ways our church is called to serve as many people as possible. And the second question is, what do I have to give? Do you have toilet paper? Do you have hand sanitizer? Do you have extra food? Do you have extra money? Can you spare something for someone who doesn't have as much as you have? Would you let us know? And we're not going to publish this. We're not going to tell the world that you're the guy who's got all the toilet paper. We're, we're not going to do any of those things. We're just going to pray over the needs that people share with us and the things that people have to give to meet those needs. And we're going to ask God to share with us how we can help as many people as possible as an expression of God's love. Jesus said that we would do more and greater things than even the miracles that he performed when he walked this earth. And so our hope is that the people of St. John's Church and our friends, you don't have to be a member of our church to join us in this endeavor, are going to do something so great for God in the midst of this that we're going to be used by God to help those in the greatest amount of need, that those looking in are going to say, who is their God? And just like the disciples, 
they're going to have a fear of the Lord that doesn't bring fear of heart, but brings peace. Would you pray with me? Lord Jesus, just, I'm just like everybody else. I just, I'm overwhelmed at times, full of information. And so I, I pray, God, that you would just help each of us to be still and know that you're God. You've always been God. You always will be God. And, and the longer we sit, the longer we rest in that truth, the more we will find your peace. God, it's so important that, that we find your peace because I believe that just like the British Navy, we're called to, to respond by serving others. And so, Jesus, you said that as your disciples that we would go to do greater things. May this be our moment to bring you glory as the world sees our example, as we wake up the rabbi and as you use us, your church, to calm the sea. May it be true of us. In Jesus' name, amen.
dressed in his righteousness alone faultless stand before the throne Christ alone cornerstone weak made strong in the Savior's love Thank you, friends, for joining us in our first online worship experience at St. John's Church. We love you. I love you. God loves you. May he bless and keep you. May he make his face to shine on you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with his favor, give you his peace in the name of our God, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And all God's people said... Amen. I could even hear you a little bit. Go in peace. Stay in touch. Fill out that form on how you can serve and ways we can serve you. Have a blessed one.
Dressed in his righteousness alone Faultless stand before the throne 